welcome to episode 81 of Kapowcast. I woke Jeff up. I was about to say, it always, <laughs> I don't think it'll ever be where it doesn't startle me. <laughs> Joining me today is Mr. Tony Vance. Hi. And Jeff Jefferson from the Jean-Pod Van Damme cast. Hello, everyone. I didn't even have to think about no. it that time. <laughs> Slated that fucker. First take. First take shit. <laughs> Cut the check. God damn it, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we got a weird show today. Um... You're welcome. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Sometimes when prepping for these, we don't know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, sometimes we just have some shit laying around. <laughs> and we're like, let's read that, and then we'll talk about that. You're welcome. So we're talking about, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the Vertigo title, which is an offshoot of DC. Mm-hmm. We Three from Grant Morrison. Is that is that Frank Quietly? Is yep. that what it is? That's an Frank awesome Quiet, name, isn't it? I love that. He's a really good artist. Yeah, the art actually is really good. They're uh, they're a really good team. Uh, they've been together. Uh, I think they are, you know, they did uh, All Star Superman, and I think they had an X Men run together too. Um, it's a very weird book. Hell yeah. Uh, you well, know, it's funny because it's one of Grant Morrison's more normal uh, <laughs> titles too. Um, but before we do that, we'll talk about some news. Um, and and. A lot of terrible news this week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mostly uh, the fact that uh, Michael Bay has, has went on record to say that there will be 14 more Transformer yes. movies. How did I know we were going to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> because it warrants discussion. Oh, my goodness gracious. 14? 14. Why? Like that's, so was, that, was it 19 movies total? Uh, how many have there been? Five? There's five coming this summer. Jeez, this is, why no, stop at 19? Just make it yeah. even 20. Why not just make it 20,000? <laughs> I don't think... Uh, what's his name? Voice of Optimus Prime will... will... <laughs> they don't need him anymore. He's do the five movies. You could cut yeah, and paste you could. everything in there. Forgive me. <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> Take some of his voice recordings he's done as Eeyore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you think? I wonder if if Michael Bay was just like trolling people. I wonder too. Do you think he's just like a like a as a director now? He's just like a, a massive directorial troll. Um, like he just wants to fuck with people. I don't know because I feel like he has nothing that even resembles integrity as a uh, professional. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know. I mean, I really, I, I, I'm not going to be one of those people that you know. Say explosion movies can't be good. I I liked The Rock. I mean, uh, I even like some of his movies that really got shit on, like The Island. I liked that movie. I was a big fan of Bad Boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. That's. Uh, I mean, um, it's just this movie is just. I this like movie franchise is such a dead horse that just gets beaten over and over again. I I liked the first one. Yeah. <laughs> aren't they uh, Aren't they making another one? I was talking about Transformers. Oh, the first one, yeah. Well, they they are making another Transformers. So. I haven't seen it. I really haven't seen any of his other movies. I don't think. Uh, well, there's a lot of explosions in slow mo. Yeah, there was one I seen a while ago that he directed. That after I watched it, the one with the Rock and and Marky Mark in it. Which the, one was that? <laughs> Pain and Gain? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I didn't know he did that one either. I'm pretty 
I'm pretty certain that wasn't it. He did do that one, yeah. It's funny because he did The Rock, and then he did a movie with The Rock. He did. <laughs> he did The Rock. Yeah, he directed The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he did The and Rock, and he directed The Rock. <laughs> a lot of things involving The Rock. Um. Well, you know they they're still. I don't know if they're still playing Patriot to, Day. I think Patriot Games. Patriot Day. Did he direct that? Yeah, maybe. Let me see. No. Because I'm curious now. There's... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say it. No, oh, you I, I, You know, I thought it, but I wasn't going to say it, and I know exactly where you're going with this. What? There was explosions in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't in slow-mo, though. No, he did not direct it. No, it wasn't him? It was directed by Haley E. Espizota. Okay, well, then I'm going to... You guys keep talking. I'm going to figure out which fucking movie I am thinking of. Um, but, you know, there's still... I don't know if there's still plans on doing the big uh, G.I. Joe Transformers movies oh, crossover. Geez, I hope not. The G.I. Joe movies were even worse. I'd never seen any of the G.I. Joe movies. They're horrible. They're really? fucking Halo Tell suits. me about it. Yeah. <laughs> they wear Halo two, suits. It's got two, the Waynes brothers no, no, in it. Two is better than one. I only saw In my it. opinion, well, you can't really. I mean, if if I had to if I had to say which yeah. one was better, you well, can, you can't go anywhere but up after the first one. Yeah, the first one was. Woo. It's like who's better, Hitler or Mussolini? Oh come on, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't seen any of the the GI Joe movies. I don't. Then you're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. You're okay. <laughs> I haven't had any desire. To, I, it didn't look like. Uh, didn't look like my GI Joe. Yeah, exactly. I just assume I just assume watch the the animated movie. Oh, the movie's so good with it's, the it's, the badass intro theme. Yeah, and uh, Burgess Meredith is a uh, that's the guy who did the Penguin in the original Batman series. Mm-hmm. He was Galobulus in it. Really? Yep. Huh. Well, how about that? Mm-hmm. A little little trivia. A lot of people didn't like that movie, which I always found strange. What is there not, not to like? Well, like, they didn't like that they introduced a new villain and uh, Cobra Commander got turned into a snake. Spoiler alert. I thought Serpentor was awesome. He scared me as a kid. You know, everyone hated Serpentor. I uh, I loved him in this movie. I always liked how he would uh, say, this I command, even if he didn't command anything in the previous sentence. Was This was the movie, too, where, um, was it Duke almost died? Yeah. In the original script, he did die. They were going for like the the Transformers, yeah, exactly, Optimus Prime type death. But then they were like, you know what? Maybe it's a little graphic to have a snake bite a GI Joe's heart out, literally. So we're is that how it was supposed to happen? Yeah, like when he had the snake thrown at him, it like bit into his heart and uh, killed him. The better setting up that he got in the movies, from what I heard. Yeah, because didn't uh, Channing Tatum played him, mm-hmm. played Duke, and didn't he just kind of get blown up? Yeah, there was like a uh, there was like a. I don't know, a, an attack on the base or something like that. And, yeah, essentially you don't see it or anything like that. You just kind of assume he got blown up. It was one of those It was one of those things when it happened, you're like, oh, he's going to make a reveal later on in the movie. And then he just does. <laughs> and The Rock takes the lead. Yeah, that's what you call good writing right there. Roadblock was never a leader in the Joes. No. Because that's who he was in that movie, right? It was Roadblock. I think so. Yeah. But it's The Rock. Yeah, he's Did a they call man. him Road Rock? Road, road Rock? <laughs> Did they call him Blood Rock? 
Sounds like someone with a speech impediment. Hey, Roadblock. <laughs> Roadblock. <laughs> uh, making fun of people is fun. <laughs> it was, uh, the movie was 13 hours. That was a, a long G.I. Joe movie. movie. Jesus. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I heard it's a long movie and I didn't make out what you said. You said the G.I. Joe movie? That's No, no, the movie 13 hours. The movie That was the movie that Michael Bay did that I had. Uh, how long was 13 hours? <laughs> well, I think they kind of scaled it down. I think it was yeah. only a two-hour movie. Classic case of false advertising. Director's cut will be... 13 hours. 13 and a half hours. They show pregame. I want to remind all our listeners, normally you have to pay for comedy like this. And we're just giving this away yep. for free. You have to you have to pay for us to stop, actually. <laughs> That's the rule. Oh, begonia. That's good water. Um, another bit of news I just read this morning. Uh, for on the Spider-Man Homecoming front, uh, we've heard about how like Michael Keaton and his 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 gang or group I don't know what they're called at this group point. Group of lackeys. They're called the Vulture Culture. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, for free. <laughs> um, they you know they worked as a cleanup crew of sorts for like all these superhero battles, and in the movie you're gonna see a lot of the tech and stuff they get. Is going to be from these other Marvel battles, like the um, I know stuff that's been confirmed has been like the fight with uh, Crossbones, cool. Um, the Sokovia incident, um, obviously the Battle of New York, uh, the fight with the Dark Elves and Thor in London. So the Vulture get is is the Vulture's wings like. Uh... He's scavenging. First, uh, mm. No, he's a, he's a scavenger. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, is that like version one of Falcon's wings? Mm-hmm. I do That's know possible. that apparently the shocker hey. in it. Uh, Wait, people... hold on. The villain, the shocker, yes. or is there an actual shocker? Okay. <laughs> the villain, the shocker. Um, people have noticed that his gauntlets, his weapons and it look a lot similar to crossbones and they are in fact what crossbones had oh, cool. and they're they're going to be modified a bit more to you know give out the electric shocks hmm. and it's that little attention to detail <laughs> that just makes these movies so goddamn enjoyable mm-hmm. even I thought, more i thought you were going to say goddamn unstoppable <laughs> goddamn unstoppable <laughs> no but seriously like um you re- I read something like that. I'm like, that's, to have that kind of foresight to be like, mm-hmm. is this something they intended to do? Or is this something that they just randomly were like, oh, hey, this would make sense. You never know with the uh, Marvel movies. I mean, there's so much that you're like, well, that was like five movies ago. I mean, certainly they couldn't have planned that far ahead. but It certainly feels like it. Yeah. Every damn time. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is watch every one of their fucking movies to be able to notice it. Kevin Feige is actually a big A-Team fan. <laughs> well, so, who isn't? So he, he's always two steps ahead. Yeah, he, he always loves it when a plan comes together. <laughs> he's just watching all these movies bank while smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah! Beautiful! <laughs> to add to the Spider-Man talk... I'm out of breath. 
<laughs> well, taking a hot dump will do that. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the uh, Spider-Man stuff, um, I can't remember if it was one of the producers or writers of Homecoming said that there are, are currently no plans to introduce a Norman Osborn. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've had <laughs> enough point. of the goblin now. I feel differently because and here's why. Uh-oh. Well, now we have the chance where we might be able to see a really fucking good Green Goblin. Meh. I don't know. If he isn't wearing a paintball mask, I'm not interested. <laughs> Where's your sense of adventure? <laughs> We've gotten, like, how many Jokers in the past? Uh, 246. But and he, Green Goblin is essentially... The Joker. Spider-Man's Joker. I've never been that big a fan of Green Goblin. See, that? well, that's the thing, that your argument's not going to work for me because I personally am sick of seeing the Joker in the cinematic universe. Yeah, you know, I kind of am too in a way. Like uh, You're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if I, like, I'm not interested in another Joker reboot at this point. If they don't stick with... Uh, Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto, then I'm just like, well, whatever, just don't have the Joker anymore for at least 10 years, and then... Yeah, I mean, like... We're talking about, like, one, not to switch it, but you're talking about one of the most, like, colorful rogues gallery in all of comic books, and you keep using the same character because he's such he's such a big staple. Mm-hmm. He's the yin to his yang. I guess so. Well, I mean, um, I don't know. It's like Tony said. They have a gigantic rogues gallery for Spider-Man. There's plenty they could use. Um... I could take it or leave it. Like, if they don't use Norman Osborn, if they did, I would be happy because I wouldn't be worried about them uh, screwing it up. But I'm fine with their current plans. What? Marvel's current plans? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of not using the Green Goblin anytime soon. <clears throat> okay. We don't even know if he's going to, if they're going to keep Spider-Man after Homecoming from all the rumors. That oh, yeah. Right? All the all the horse shit. Yeah. Going around, I Sony think, talking some big game. Yeah. I think it'll work itself out. I think so, too. I think both parties will realize how beneficial it is to everybody. I think Sony itself has more to gain from the partnership than Marvel does. I Marvel agree. basically just has the, the plus of being able to use Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. They, they have so many characters that... I mean, they've already proven over and over again that they can take a character that isn't well-known or established and... Uh, turn it into pure bankableness. Right. I mean, that's like 90% of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like, who who would have thought back in 2008 that an Iron Man movie was going to be so huge? Yeah. When or he, that... When technically he wasn't a, a a big bang buck for Marvel. No. I mean, he was, you know, part of the, the Avengers, uh, but, I mean, if you look at it, every, every uh, normal person goes and goes, well, you know, I like Spider-Man. Yeah. It was like Spider-Man, Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. The the ones that the uh, studio snatched up real fast. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Captain America was uh, lesser known at the time. Among, yeah. Uh, which is crazy to think about nowadays. Very true. I mean, look, they, they have Ant-Man, and people are clamoring for another one. Uh-huh. People, <laughs> Who would have thought that? Yeah, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. I just, I just had this conversation last night uh, with my cousin talking about how if, like, 10 years ago... They were like, we're making a Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. There's no way that movie would have been one of the highest grossing movies. Yeah. No way. They were... Had not the ground already been laid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some argument, 
and now we're kind of going off on a little side thing here. Mm-hmm. Like I believe you call it a tangent. Nah, well, maybe. <laughs> but <clears throat> some could say maybe, you know, Marvel might be burning through all their heroes pretty quickly well, at this ha- point. They have hundreds, so let them go for it. Um, Till they fail. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, they're already, I mean, we're already in what, phase three? Mm-hmm. And I've lost I've I've lost the dividing lines between the phases now, because they announced like the lineup through 2019. Yeah, so it's like I'm like, okay, where's phase three end and phase four begin? Does the Avengers mark the end of a uh, phase, or does a year mark the end of a phase? No, it's basically whatever they say. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, like phase phase one and phase two had pretty big uh, gaps between them, and then like. The phases are getting closer and closer together because they're pumping out so many movies. Because you would think Phase Two ended with Age of Ultron, but actually right. Ant Man was the last of phase, phase Two. Two. Just look at the box sets they release. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you everything you need to know. When did Phase One end with the first Avengers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one was pretty clean and cut. Okay. Okay. Um, one more thing of news, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get political here good oh, my no. favorite oh no please <laughs> no you guys hear about the recent uh x-men gold controversy no no really yes yes oh shit <laughs> <laughs> let us hear the controversy uh the artist on the book mm-hmm. um his name who's smitty me, his name's smitty um actually i got it right here i have to pull it up Ardian Saif, mm-hmm. uh, he's an Indonesian artist. Okay. He's worked on a lot of like DC stuff. He actually worked on some of like the Earth One Superman stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, he's worked on New Fifty Two Batgirl. Uh, really good artist, but um, he 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 snuck some not so cool things into the artwork of X Men Gold Number One. What did he sneak? What, um, what was snuck? <laughs> well. Uh, there was a scene of the X-Men playing baseball. In the scene, Colossus is wearing a T-shirt with the letters and numbers QS551, which reference a verse from the Quran that in specific <laughs> Indonesian translation translates into a warning that Muslims should not appoint Christians or Jewish people as their leaders. Wow. <laughs> and this is actually a huge thing going on in a country right now where there is a Christian leader, and they're putting him on trial for being a Christian wow, leader. Wow, Yeah. Yeah. Um, to what? add to this, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is it? There's numerous references to protests by Muslim Indonesians of Christian governor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's one scene that has the Jewish mutant Kitty Pride. Appealing to a crowd of humans for tolerance, Saif's art places Kitty's head adjacent to the Jew portion of a jewelry store. <laughs> a jewelry sign in the background, and the wow. numbers 212 and 51 in the background are related to the Jakarta protests. That's uh, extremely unprofessional. Yeah. Yep. They ought to fire the guy. I'm guessing, I'm not sure what the form of punishment will be, but. Um, Marvel did release a statement <clears throat> stating that the mentioned artwork in X-Men Gold Number 1 
was inserted without knowledge behind its reported meanings. These implied references do not reflect the views of the writers, editors, or anyone else at Marvel. Uh, oh, man, I wish I had... PR control. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a copy of that. The, the value of that's going to skyrocket. Yeah, it's blow up. Absolutely. Uh, the artwork will be removed from the subsequent printings, digital versions, and trade paperbacks, and Boom. disciplinary action is being taken. Um. Holy shit. You, yeah. just, you just made that guy famous. <laughs> By pulling all of his artwork, you just made him famous. It is. They're not pulling his artwork. They're just pulling the references he snuck in there. Wouldn't that be a well, while? Okay, by altering said person's yeah. artwork, you just made him famous. Uh, it is worth noting that the X-Men were created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, two Jewish creators. Mark Guggenheim, the writer of X-Men Gold Number 1, is himself Jewish. Even when in the context of the issue, the X-Men are led by Kitty Pride, who is Jewish and former love interest of Colossus. Colossus' best friend, Nightcrawler, is also a Catholic priest and is part of the team. Wow. Yeah, that's really insane. And the thing is, is to pull something like that in a book like X-Men. A book whose big thing is preaching tolerance and <laughs> irony. <laughs> I mean, that dude, I mean, he probably just, you said, you know, made him famous whatever, good, bad, whether, you know. I think he's going to be blackballed by uh, absolutely the mainstream comic. Uh, he's... Is way a good way to like just fucking torture your career, man. Yeah, I mean, like no one's gonna trust him now. And I mean, I looked up. I mean, and it, I this has no bearing on his personal uh, things, but I looked up his artwork, and he's actually really good, really good. Yeah, too bad he couldn't. Uh, yeah, he is really good. Too bad he couldn't, you know, keep his personal oh. views out of his professional work that's unrelated. Yeah, it's just another one of those things where it's like you know. Keep that shit to yourself, yeah. you know? I mean, even if you posted that on Twitter, you'd catch hell, let alone a... Major publication. Yeah, sneaking it into a major publication like that. Under under something that has the huge umbrella of Marvel and Disney and, well, Disney, I guess, isn't the best Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to certain things, but... Yeah, I guess he's uh, going to the Disney route and having a bunch of weird subversive messages in his. What's well, weird is you know he he put that stuff in there thinking like nobody will catch it. Yeah, or well, did or did he purposely do it and just be like whatever, fuck it, I'm just going to torch my career. Who knows? It's funny you say that because well, I think he's 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 innocent in this aspect, but we've done similar aspects into our personal lives where we've been caught ablaze by others around us. What? Where we, where we voiced our opinion on something oh. of political sorts. Oh. And been torched. Well, not at, not during while we were working, though. Um, I have. <laughs> no, man, when I'm at work, uh, any thoughts or views I have, I just keep to myself. Yeah. But, you, but you post yours on a public domain, which you have people that work with you. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that, did you? Eh. Well, it's still different, I think. Still, yeah, it's still different. I mean, it only takes one of those people to go, holy shit, look what Mike posted. <laughs> and then wildfire. Eh. <laughs> no, eh. No, you're saying eh because you're like, oh, shit. But what's your point? What, I'm just saying that. <laughs> Are you trying to defend no, this no, guy? <laughs> no, what, what, what I'm saying is, it, 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 I guess in the fact, I, I kind of am. Um, in general, right now, you cannot voice your opinion without being fucking slated down for it. True, but this isn't just voicing your opinion. It's shoehorning your opinion in a comic that you've been yeah. Draw. But it's not like he did it directly. He did it in a very uh, undertone sense where 
How how was it even like spotted? Because I didn't know those letters or numbers. Someone who knows the somebody Quran. who knows the Quran. <laughs> so somebody who knew it posted on social media or like emailed somebody or I don't know the fucking logistics <laughs> of it. It's an interesting story. I would like to know the the, the facts behind it. I mean, because it got through Marvel's QC. Well, yeah. honestly, well, like that many Muslims work. Somebody <laughs> like me. Like, if I read the book, I would have never fucking caught it. Um, I probably would have asked, what's with these weird random letters on Colossus's shirt? I'd have to look at the artwork to see how... I mean, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was somebody who just kind of looked at it and was like, wow, that's kind of weird. I wonder if it would come up in Google. Like, if you Google what was on Colossus's shirt. Not not like that, but like the numbers. Listen, the way shit's going, I'm not Googling anything about the Quran. I don't know where (laughs) I'm going to end up. (laughs) But... it. I agree with you, Jeff. Like, I don't think, like, he should be using that kind of platform to, especially in a book that directly preaches tolerance, preaches tolerance and diversity. Like, the X-Men is probably one of the most diverse cast of characters in all of comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that one thing I read, you know, Kitty Pryce, Jewish, uh, Colossus is Russian, Nightcrawler is German. And a Catholic. And a Catholic. And I mean, yeah, there's all um, sorts of nationalities, sexualities, creeds. Yeah. Wolverine's Canadian. Yeah. He's a, he's a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest one for you. He's a fucking Canadian. They got aliens, Canadians. <laughs> Jordanians. Um. <laughs> I was just looking for something that rhymed. It's just such a, it's such a bizarre story, yeah, too. It's like a, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's one for the crank file. I wonder if... if I mean, granted, the some of the things he put in there has precedent over what's going over what's going on wherever over where he's from, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to get into that Ooh, because the plot thickens. Um, but it makes you wonder, like, if he's if he snuck other shit, yeah, in other books. Because you know, when I looked, I didn't realize like how much work he's actually done and how good his work actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, Enjoying the stuff that's already been out Because you're not likely to see much more of it Unless he independently releases it Well, you can't independently release artwork from uh... Well, yeah, he can't use that But he could go and do his own book Oh, yeah, he could Independent release the, Koran per- the Koran Patrol Where uh, <laughs> he makes sure that Christian and uh, Jewish leaders Don't uh, rise to prominence <laughs> I would read it <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people would. (laughs) That's about as serious as we're going to get on this show. (laughs) Ain't got time for that shit. (laughs) I'm surprised you guys didn't hear about that, though. No. Yeah, totally. Where'd you hear it at? Facebook. Just what? Which, uh... (laughs) Um, I figured it was Facebook, but, like... I believe uh, Dave from Dave's Nerd Companion, he had posted a story uh, about it, and I saw it and clicked it. So I was too okay. busy sharing a few pictures. <laughs> um, Interesting. But yeah, so try to look that up on eBay, see how much that book's going for. No oh, kidding. No shit. That's going to be, a, that, that, that'll be, I guarantee, no connection. I, didn't, I don't mean to make this connection, but it'll be uh, just as hot as the 9-11 uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man edition. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to make the connection, but that book is of rare. All the ones. <laughs> that book is like it's. It's a rare, just one-shot kind of deal. So right? why was that the first one that popped in your brain? <laughs> because I own it. 
There's uh, oh. also a uh, X-Men issue where uh, instead of calling Sabretooth the killer Sabretooth, uh, they called him the kike Sabretooth. Uh, Mikey could tell you about that. Yeah, I think he knows which issue it is. Really? Yeah, that one slipped through too. Ha! It's <laughs> <laughs> more uh, random anti-Semitism in... Uh, Nobody, did anybody get fired t- over that one? I don't know. That was that was uh oh geez, that was in the nineties. That was a I was while to say, ago. Maybe if they would have done it during like World War Two, they would have got it. A little more shunned. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Eh. So really, all this guy's guilty for is bad and, timing. Uh, no, he's guilty of <laughs> anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, he's, gu- he's guilty of a lot of things <laughs> But I just say he's being unprofessional I agree There's a time and place for that yeah. Is this why you were saying that this is a professional show? <laughs> no <laughs> There's a time and place for that uh, Slipping it into your funny books it's, it's not a euphemism either Yeah, if he wanted to do it, why didn't he just go on Twitter? Exactly He probably still would have gotten fired But I think I, I was just so saying too. that because it's ironic. Think about it. Really think about it. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Get off the stupid topic. Let's move on. You're the one that was so interested by it. <laughs> yeah. I just like the fume, you guys. That's the funny part. Anyways, what's up? What's going, what's going on? Are we, Shit. Are we, are, we going, are we getting into this? Let's talk about this book. Okay. This fucking weird-ass book. Mike was not a fan, apparently. Um, nah. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I guess since you you in- introduced us to this, you can... Lead the way. Lead the way sure. in talking about what this book is about and what it's like. We three. We're going to do a live audio reading now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, participating. Yes. Page one. You get Turn to be the, the cat. page at the chime. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be the cat. I'll be the bunny. <laughs> Jeff, you can be the dog. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, We 3 was released in uh, the early 2000s. I think 2001 or maybe 2003. I can't remember. It was uh, written by Grant Morrison with Frank Quietly doing the artwork. It was famous and uh, groundbreaking at the time for its use of uh, the digital medium, which was very much virgin territory. When it came to comic books at the time. And you can really tell in the panels because they use all kinds of bizarre perspectives. The panels are literally being twisted around and all these bizarre angles. And they use focusing and like having objects using forced perspective, which was a uh, really uh, something that you don't see. I mean, you haven't really seen since it's a, uh, but anyway, the comic is about, a rogue government uh, experiment on three test subject animals, a dog, a cat, and a little bunny rabbit. <laughs> this is all very true. Yeah. And, uh, Hashtag no bullshit. <laughs> they're cybernetically enhanced to be killing machines, and they're also enhanced to have the ability to speak. They're super intelligent animals. And things go awry, of course, as they always do in these comics. They end up escaping through the help of a disgruntled scientist working at the facility. Because they're going to decommission the yep, project they're going and, to, and yep, they're take, gonna... out, take out the animals. So Old yeller them, if you will. I was about to say, you, did you have to do the gun thing? <laughs> I did. <laughs> he finger banged. 
Boom. It's going to finger bang those animals. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we, went yeah. from, we went from hot political discussion to finger banging animals. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, this, um, this book is it's it's an emotional roller coaster. You definitely they intend to attack you on a very primal emotional level. It works. Making you emotionally invested in these three animals that have the ability to speak. That have their own feelings. Again, the book is mainly from their perspective, which is also very unusual. It uh, it does have really good art. That was the one thing I noticed. The artwork is really good. Oh, yeah. I, I love Frank Quietly. Very he's, detailed. Yes, he's very big into detail. They use, like, he'll, they'll have draw, entire panels drawn out and put them, like, page size them and put them into a tiny panel in this. Like, you can tell a lot of time was put into this and a lot of effort and, uh, I think they, it's, you could tell they really enjoyed the work that they do together. They've worked together multiple times. You can tell just by uh, the book, this book alone that they, they have worked together because the chemistry inside the book is fantastic, especially since there's not a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of shows you that it's almost like a, uh, like a soul-binding kind mm-hmm. of partnership That's, where it's, they, don't, they don't even have to say anything. They just kind of... Do their thing, and then they it falls together because yep, with, with what this is, it's a it's a fantastic book. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of story in such a short amount. I think it's only a four issues, something like that. Yeah, it was four chapters. I yep. believe. in the span of less than a minute, I was on page fourteen. <laughs> you could tell he was uh, analyzing it very carefully. <laughs> I was like Clark Kent. I <laughs> never felt so much. Pride in my reading ability. Yeah. Ultimate power. <laughs> it's a lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, pages of just the just pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it is done through uh, storytelling through storyboard style. Uh, they use they emphasize the uh, panels in it more so than the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't stop to analyze the art. You may have missed something. <laughs> yes, very like, much so. Like the emotional attachment you were supposed to get by page five. <laughs> I didn't have any emotional attachment. And that's why he was on page 11. It's funny because you're the, you own a dog. I don't have I any pets. I did. I did. I was wondering during it. I was like, what would it be like if my dog was a cybernetic assassin? That'd be horrible. Okay, <laughs> wait a second. So, Mike, you can only have the physical attachment if it was Scout. <laughs> like if Scout, I didn't say that. Like I if, just, if a Boston Terrier was in there instead of a well, the Golden Retriever, he's, he's like a Labrador. Or Is he a Labrador? I don't know. Um, would you feel more? I don't know. I was just saying. I just thought about no, it. I want to know. I don't know. Would you feel for the characters more? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I felt more for the innocent dog that got beheaded than I did for anything else. For yeah. Oh. No, oh, no, no, the, the random dog. The random dog, the random innocent dog that was part of the people that found. Oh yeah, three. the one you, you talk about the 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 people that yeah blew the bunny's head apart. Yeah, nice. how the fuck did that thing live after that? It's a, it's a cyborg. Yeah, yeah. probably has like metal plates in its head. Yeah, that's or something. true. Good I mean, point. he was like he was. Plus, it was just birdshot. <laughs> it was making less sense afterwards yeah. than it was beforehand. He he didn't he didn't give a shit about his leg afterwards though. Or his tail. It's true. His tail. My the dad. dialogue in the mo- in the movie in the book <laughs> is so like stripped like stripped down for like the animals. It's mm-hmm. not like they're talking in full sentences. They they talk like two words maximum. Yeah, per sentence. Good dog. <laughs> yeah, and it's all spelt. In a really bizarre. To manner. come. Yep. To home. 
And then, like, when they talk, a lot of times I'll have exclamation points instead of eyes and really weird stylized uh-huh. stuff, like exclamation points on each side of a word. Um, did you notice there's a part where two is talking to one, and he always says, uh, one knows zero? Yeah. By the third or fourth time he says that, I go, oh, my God, I get it. I know what one knows zero is. One knows nothing. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now those couple, pa- yeah. those couple panels make a lot more sense <laughs> now. Okay. And, of course, <laughs> two, two is two is the cat, right? Yep. Two and is the asshole of the yeah, group. Yeah, exactly. He's just, That's fitting. He's sassy pants. Yeah. The cat was the, uh, the assassin one, the one that was trained for uh, ninja-like operations. The dog was supposed to be like the tank, and the rabbit was... Uh, I think they said it was for laying mines or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was kind of like a um, um, more defensive uh, type yeah. stuff. But then they have like the big recon the, kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big Rottweiler. It was. It was. I think it was a mastiff. I think it was a massive. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Number four. Mm-hmm. Big motherfucker. Got so, hit by a train and still kept going. Yeah. yeah. Tough. Tough dog. It didn't get taken out until they uh, executed the kill word. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Which was, uh, fuck, I forget what it is now. Well, you can look. Fido. (laughs) It's Fido, I think. (laughs) Fido means means loyalty in uh, Latin, right? I think so. You would know. I'm rusty on my Latin. I'll have to ask uh, Professor Jones. (laughs) It was a a different. Dr. Jones. It was a different read, I'll say that. Yeah, the the book was intended to raise uh, questions about the concept of humanity about our treatment of animals, about so the morality a, involved in uh, animal testing in general, about the ownership of pets and what whether or not an animal should be treated as a pet property or as its own separate being, um, and also whether or not you should put a drill bit on the head of a rat. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not cybernetic assassin animals yeah. are actually a really good idea. I think it's a awesome idea as to whether it's a good idea i don't know and you said there was there was early plans for like a cgi mm-hmm. movie they're, they're gonna release a uh, cgi r-rated movie it never took off though sadly because sadly I, nobody bought the premise i'm yeah, guessing I'm, I'm thinking that movie probably would sink like a stone it probably would have ended up like the uh, beowulf cg movie mm-hmm. Which what, what if really it was really a straight like. to blue like blu-ray kind of thing oh that'd be awesome like i still think it would have the potential to be made. I don't know if you could do a live action version of it. I, I would. I would rather see animation. I yeah, don't think I, would I think s- I'd rather see animation. I think. Too. I think. Uh, I think some certain um, groups might get angry at <laughs> at uh, a live action. Well, one. I mean, I think this whole book is kind of like a PETA person's like wet dream because it really. Uh, I would agree. Drives home the point of animal testing yeah and uh, man how people don't treat animals in a way that they should and how animals are people too especially when they're given super intelligence through cybernetic uh, enhancement wasn't there a wasn't there a movie a kids movie about pets that were like secret agents um cats and dogs is that what <laughs> cats is versus, that what you're thinking cats of? Versus I think dogs. cats versus dogs <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what yeah. I'm thinking of yeah that's, that's not as cool as this book no not quite I couldn't help but think of it the entire time I was reading it <laughs> you can't. I'm sorry we forgive oh, you it's okay I'm a terrible person <laughs> you thought about cats oh, and dogs man. the whole time I did not the book for Mike um, no, I don't know what it was. 
I personally, I don't say this often when I'm given a book and I read it. But I feel like you I'm, say this a lot when you're given a book. Well, no, I've never, I don't think I've ever said this. I'm actually going to go and buy this one. Oh yeah, and it's I, not that I would expensive either. It's I would, like I would, bucks. I would buy like one of those collectors ones too. Man, I would like one too. I really love the art in it. The giant splash pages with like, like the one with the 3D leap where the panels turn like. Oh yeah, where it's going. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I think this has some of the best art of any comic book I've ever read. Oh, that's why there was. There's all those like little tiny little panels on their escape and stuff. Um, where I asked you, was this done on a computer? Because yep. like the even these like tiny little like I don't know, probably like a what like maybe a half inch by yeah, half inch like square little panels, fully fleshed out details. Yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. They really a lot of experimental work was put into this book, and it really pays off. I really I wish that there were more books with an artistic style like this, but sadly there aren't that many. If there are and anyone knows about it, please let us know. I'd love to read them. <laughs> I would hop on just bandwagon too. If somebody knows more things along this... You hitch your horse to his wagon? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> fucking riding his coattails. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I've read other Frank Quietly uh, books, and he just still has great art, but uh, the stylistic... The style uh, was is definitely more traditional as compared to this book. Well, I think also, like, the, this this book is kind of like one of those things where it's like a... It's a breath of fresh air because you're not reading. You're not reading Marvel. You're not reading DC. I was just about mm-hmm. to say that. Like, if, if you want to break from the world of... Spandex and <laughs> superheroes and 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 half naked ladies. Yeah, it's a uh, it's worth a pickup. I yeah. mean, I w- I would definitely say that, especially if you're into like weird obscure titles, like uh, even some of the IDW stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, fanboys for zombies and <laughs> um thing things along the that nature, or even like shit, like I would say even like borderline Rick and Morty. <laughs> fans would probably get a kick out of this. Well, it's definitely nihilistic enough for a Rick and Morty fan. Yeah, yeah. There was sure. a Rick and Morty episode where dogs did become cybernetics. Yeah, and there you go. What was a uh, what was his name? I forget. <laughs> but it was a slave name. Yes. <laughs> oh, I man. mean, it was it was a. I mean, I read it. Yes. <laughs> Good job. I finished it. You participated. You, I participated. You did, you I read did, it. You did the homework. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It's was just. I was just like, yeah, all right. I, I don't see myself ever uh, clamoring to read it again. See, now I have like this weird mission, like to find obscure titles of this nature and just like have have Mike read them until oh, I find yeah. one he likes. Okay. <laughs> now this is the stuff I tend to read. Like I prefer like. Indie titles or Vertigo titles or Marvel Max titles that are all, um... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) See, I try not to be judgmental towards you, Mike. (laughs) It's not often I get to be judgmental towards you. Hey, Jeff, where's your monocle? (laughs) I prefer to get my comics from Green Brain Comics. (laughs) Oh, What's, What's that? Ouch. You don't know what Green Brain is? No. Really? It's... Oh, my gosh. It's a comic book store in uh, Dearborn here that like specializes be, yeah, in with, like indie comics. Like yeah. they have like a ton of them. I don't like indie comics. <laughs> <laughs> I changed. Go check time. it out. You might actually. You probably would really like it. I'm surprised yeah, you've yeah. never been there. No, seriously, like uh, their their mainstream line is like a quarter of uh, their independent titles. Cody really likes it too. Oh well, I've lost interest immediately. <laughs> Yeah. He's going back to Marvel. That's right. I don't know. I, I like stuff that's like one shots and uh, Elseworlds. 
independent stuff, the stuff that, like, you can read within four issues and it just completes the story because after 20 issues or so, stuff starts to lose its message. Start to get like, some stank. Yeah, exactly. It just gets stank stale. Stank boss. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you you run the risk of, of drawing something out. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a thing, of, like a... Like a uh, silly putty, kind of like yep, stretched kind of like a Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yep, exactly. <laughs> in in more ways than one, because like The Walking Dead's a comic that people accuse of being stretched way too thin. Oh yeah, days. yeah, that's true. It's funny. Ah, never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, never mind. Never mind. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get into more of the independent comics. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just lack of reboots, lack of reboots, <laughs> lack of color, really. <laughs> um, could it be just uh, nothing familiar? Like it's not. Could be lack of familiarity. Yeah. Um. Too highbrow for me. <laughs> too too what? <laughs> too highbrow. All right, dumb that down. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Snooty, yeah, too snooty. Oh, message filled. Well, wow. that's that's like the word. That's like the mean way of putting it. What well, what other way is there? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, tell me what's the other way of putting it. Too smart for me. That puts me down. Without okay. putting the book down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the message is lost on me, so <laughs> I just. <laughs> He's just like, I don't like bunnies. Well, it's funny because I don't even necessarily agree with the message of the book. I, I just... Uh, you believe in animal just, testing. I do believe in animal testing. You believe in cybernetic creatures. I do. God. Well, animal testing has saved so many human lives. And that's gotten us Okay, so wait a minute. We're not... <laughs> See, that's the questions that the book's raising right there. Like, is testing on animals for the sake of in making human lives better, uh, is it morally right? Is it something that we should do, even if it is the case? I mean, like, we, you look at the other side of the coin. Why don't we just take the poor and test the chemicals on them to That's true. The rich? We could. Then, uh, well, why the rich? I mean, everyone could benefit I, from I, testing. I, it was black personally, and white kind I, of thing. Personally, I'm for uh, testing on uh, uh, inmates. I think we could do that. Um, Prisons <laughs> are overrun, over... Thank you. Flowing Thank you. anyways. See, two birds, one stone. I mean, we But take, they'll never do that. Do, take do, all we the are getting far too political <laughs> into this thing. Well, it's the whole cool and This is like a, this is like a uh, non-hot mic conversation <laughs> that's happening right now. Like, we talk about this shit off the No, show. we don't. Me and Jeff get into this kind of discussion at least it's once true. every week. We, <laughs> it'll pop up we, and one, one of us will randomly be like, well, How I come we don't have these in-depth conversations? We just talk about wrestling and R- comics. I don't know. Am I really that uncultured? I <laughs> This is causing a, a self-reflection of myself <laughs> as a human being. Well, you don't normally bring up politics. Tony will it's suddenly true. come up with a political opinion and I'll say, "Well, I say that." <laughs> I like to draw them out. <laughs> it's the slow knife that cuts the deepest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just I just want to hide from the world. <laughs> Mike's review: We three has made me question how <laughs> I view my life. See, it made him ask questions he never thought that uh, he'd ask. So this book will make you ask questions. <laughs> it Am I really an uncultured piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go watch about eight hours of CNN. Oh, don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not a good idea. You know, I kind of wish Cody was here for this one. This would have been uh, 
It would have been a very interesting yeah, you, thing. I, you had the Cody-like opinion of this book. Though. I did. <laughs> I feel I feel like we've been kind of dabbling into more stuff where, like, we say that more often. Like, God damn, I wish Cody was here. He probably would have enjoyed this. Like, he, I, I guarantee. Oh, no. I know for a fact. Uh, when I was over here setting up some of the stuff, the, 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 the new equipment, uh, he was down here with me, and he read Old Man Logan. And he said he really, really liked Old Man Logan. Wow. And I was like, no shit. I was like, I kind of had a feeling you would. And getting, getting him to participate is a it's like it's a like fool's errand. It's like trying to get a uh, 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 a uh, new mom to vaccinate. Some people, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people have a taste for those for that dystopian type future or th- those type of know. books that have that underlining of hopelessness uh-huh. and just. Plus, yeah. just, I'm just a fun guy. I just Plus, there's a, well, like even with Old Man Logan and this, there's a conclusion at the end. With stop with the shooting there guns. Was, <laughs> stop with the finger banging. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't stop finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Old Man Logan did have a uh, after it was done shitting on most of the characters in the Marvel <laughs> universe. It did have a message of hope at the end. Mm-hmm. That's true. I just spilled water on my pants. No, I can't touch the mic now. Shit, you peed. Yeah, don't touch it. I touched it. Don't touch oh. it. <laughs> there, there is like a, I think forty-eight volts running into that microphone. So. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh, I might die. Yeah. No, it's the current that kills you, not the voltage. That's how they get you. Um, I, would you recommend this book? Who would you recommend this book mm, to? Uh, people with hearts. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd recommend it to anyone who enjoys uh, animals. No, not no. necessarily. Because you, yeah, it'll make like them the really animals? depressed. If people enjoy a good uh, emotional roller coaster, if people enjoy hyper violence, because this book is just so damn violent, it's awesome. Yeah, we didn't even touch on yeah, that. Yeah, like um, first three pages, some dude gets blown <laughs> yeah, apart. Literally. Well, there's the one page, the one uh, spread where like there's. Somebody getting like rid- people getting riddled with bullets, and it like yeah. zooms in on people like getting bullets in their eyes uh-huh. going through their tongues. Oh yeah, and, like, the, the splitting of the fingernail yeah, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very, that was very visceral. Like I said, I have no problems with the artwork in it. Artwork is yeah. If you enjoy, fantastic. if you enjoy experimental artwork in comics, <laughs> and if you enjoy comics like, without anti-Semitism, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then this one you've actually found one for a change. <laughs> This departure from our normal anti-Semitic comic. Review. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, this was a. It was. It is. It was. It was interesting to read something a little different. Like I said, like if, if you're someone looking, and maybe you're you want to read comics, but you're not into the whole superhero vibe of things. Like there are plenty of other books out there, and this is just one of many books. That is not, you know, a superhero book. It's a comic book, but it's a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your your uh, cookie-cutter type-esque um, nope. comic. It, it can help break people's mentality that comic books are just, you know, dumb, funny books. Yeah, yeah and it's definitely... Um, it's uh, definitely shows that comics can be a experimental artistic medium. Well, I mean, even like you look back at like Mouse. Yeah, Mouse. Um, you know, oh, I always forget about that one. There's, I, I've never read it, but I've heard good things. Um, you know, comics have always just had such a stigmata of, of 
nerds and blah, but there are books out there, you know, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but there are other books, <clears throat> other books out there that delve into a bit deeper issues. And if you're looking for a little bit more thinking in your books, you know, something like this is exactly what you would pick up. That's well put. Well put. Thanks. Pulled myself here. out of the hole there. <laughs> you finger banged yourself out of the hole. <laughs> I give it. I give it. I give it four cybernetic animals out of ten. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it nine splattering organs out of ten. I think I just heard one of the outside. Yeah, they're right outside. They, they, they heard your review through yeah. digital output. We heard you've been talking shit. <laughs> Bad human. <laughs> um, I'll give it two and a half out of three bullet holes in bunny heads. <laughs> Can we use that review more often? <laughs> <laughs> Just the things that don't even yeah. matter. So how'd you like the Ant-Man 2? I'd give it a 8 out of 10 bullet holes and bunny heads. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the one thing I will say, too, is is they definitely took a uh, less conventional look when you think of cybernetic animals. Yeah. yeah. The style of them is very bizarre. It's it's more of like a cybernetic suit than yeah, cybernetic it's, animal. They're like fucking the size of like, I don't know. A washing machine a, or something. Yeah, a yeah. washing machine. <laughs> they look really weird. They're all, uh, and they're all like ovoid. All the, the body shape is very ovoid. Mm-hmm. All their body parts are... It it has like almost like a Japanese yeah. look to it. It's a uh, it's very interesting. It's not a sleek and pretty look. No, and yeah, they have like these weird like antennas and needles sticking out of all their joints. Yeah, and it's very. Uh, I ugly. think I think there's there's a part at the end even when the, the when they rip the suits off each other one and two uh-huh. where two has like a hydraulic hinge yeah in his uh, hind quarter. I was happy to see that they got out of those suits. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see they have a home now, a forever home. <laughs> <laughs> they found a, a a daddy, a daddy, a homeless a daddy. Yep. Sometimes those are the best daddies. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk shit about homeless parents. This one's for you, Dad. And on that note, <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for. This week's edition of Kapowcast, we were taking a look at We Three from Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Thank you. You're welcome. I was going to say his name quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Frank Quietly. <laughs> um, don't forget to check us out every week on the Pod Rose Podcasting Network. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, where's SoundCloud. Your, where's your little list? Stitcher Radio. I lost it. Oh, uh, <laughs> You can also uh, feel free to email us questions, and we could read them and answer them live here on the air, because I think that would be... That'd be cool. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. So send us an email, kapowcastpodcast at gmail.com, so some questions, comments, concerns, and we'll read them right here on the show. Or even post on any of our multiple social media platforms. Yeah, and we'll try and get to them. We just we'll, want... We'll try. We want interaction. Yeah, we want to know what people are out there. We want to know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> want you to show us <laughs> also uh you can find us on facebook uh kapowcast 2015 i think yeah yeah come and kapowcast way, at twitter baby. um 
Thanks for thanks for doing this, guys. Anytime. Bon voyage. <laughs> I am Mike from Tony. What? Bye. <laughs> Bye. And Jeff. <laughs> Bye. We'll see you next time on Kapowcast. <laughs>